Well, good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon, Brother Joel. It is good to be back for our podcast. It is good to be back for our podcast, and it's been three months? It's been a long time. We wanted to get this going, um, I think, during Advent, and that didn't happen. Yeah. And then we wanted to get it going during January, and that didn't happen. But we're back. We made it for Lent. We've got, we're here for Lent. We've got a new uh, space that we're recording from. We're off Zoom, which I think will only make it better. Yep. We've got a new name. We're now I love it, the name. I do, too. We're calling it Beyond Sunday, yeah. Joel and Rob's podcast, that this is meant to be an extension of Sunday morning for us, a way that we can explore faith and often take what we explored on Sunday, but explore it throughout the week a little bit. Yeah, and give a flavor of, of how, you know, we are journeying in our faith the same way each and all are. Absolutely. But we also begin with a TV show theme song. And so I went back to the 70s. I'm, I'm guessing you're going to know this. I don't know. 70s is not my wheelhouse. I watched this show pretty regularly, so reruns since I was mm-hmm. a child of the 80s. My brother and I watched it, loved it. Um, I'm not feeling confident. <laughs> it's it's a it's a catchy tune. Let's see how long it takes you. Oh yeah, nice. Wait for it. Come on, get happy. That's a good song. Isn't it? It's a classic song and a classic show. Although I never really got into the show. But it's a great song. It's a great theme song. Well done. And I'm surprised that didn't come out last year. It's such a classic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, very well done, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. Significant props on that choice. What was his name? Um, What what was the main actor's name? Oh, golly. I don't... uh, Cassidy? Yeah, good call. Cassidy? Is it Cassidy? I think, it's I think Cassidy. it is Cassidy. Yeah. Who was one of the first like board, teen heartthrobs. Huge yeah. teen heartthrob. Yeah. And then his mom was played by oh my god. Oh, I have no idea who the mom was played by. But so Partridge family, this And there was Susan Day. Susan Day, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And then the the, this, the redhead kid who grew up who grew up to like have his own reality show. <laughs> I forgot about him. Yeah. uh, Bona something. I don't know. Danny Bonaducci. Danny Bonaducci. (laughs) Yeah, good call. That is it. Oh, my God. And he plays, he is a great character. He's kind of the jokester of the family. David Cassidy. David Cassidy. Yeah. 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 Wow. So they're a family. Great job. They're a family that also has their own band and goes on tour. Yeah. I think they had a VW bus. Maybe, which was pretty I awesome. Know. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, classic show and an all-time all-timer. Because you know, while I didn't think I, I don't know seventies shows, but yeah, the the very beginning. I mean, that was it got in the first millisecond. It's such a classic. I started um, looking earlier today to get one, and we've just hit the iceberg. 
really. Yeah. Tip of the iceberg. Because we, we love 80s sitcoms, so we dove into 80s sitcoms we did. We did. that first That's year. That's a great point. But there's so much waiting for us. Once you, once you get out of like top 100, which is what I usually go to to find something, and just start thinking, there's so many. Good job, Joel. So let's get let's jump into this. Do we want to um, do we want to welcome our our yeah our TV viewers exactly? Our, so our we um, and this is going to be on YouTube. This is on YouTube. Um, hey, YouTubers! Yeah. So we are uh, we've transitioned this podcast a little bit. Um, we got to Zoom. We kind of had to go Zoom to keep it going. Yeah. Um, but that was only a temporary fix. Um, but we also want this podcast to be. Available on iTunes and um, a couple other places, but also just to watch on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's different platforms, yep. uh, but but all good. And and uh, this yeah. was all you. This is all Joel's <laughs> idea. The trinkets and the uh, everything. He, but I, he can't have a Giants thing without without me having an Eagles thing. There's a constant. Just can't there, there's happen. there's always this very. Kind of healthy friction between us yeah. when it comes to New York and Philadelphia sports. Yeah, if you're listening on the podcast, not not looking, our table is set up here with some personal kind of revelatory things. Yes, I have a New York Giants helmet, the '80s helmet that I love, and it's a good I helmet, have right um, I have a Darth Vader mug, mm-hmm. and you have some Philadelphia. Philadelphia, stuff. I got uh, I got a little. Uh, I don't know what you'd call that thing. Which one? But, but I, <laughs> this. Uh, <laughs> the best one of all of them. <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it, though. I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Just a little <laughs> sign, a little wooden sign. Um, represents me fairly well. It does, though. Yeah. That's why I like it. <laughs> and then uh, I love Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. I love me some Bob Ross. Was there a theme song to the Bob Ross show? Oh, yeah. It, I, and it actually evolved a little bit. It wasn't the exact same one. Um and every different season, they had these different intros into his shows where, like, he's painting with a broomstick or he's accidentally stepping in a bucket filled with paint. You know, folks, these these are the, you know, life-changing you insights. As a child. No, I was going to say, these are the life-changing insights you get from Beyond Sunday, yeah. Joel and Rob's yes. podcast. yes. Right. I mean, how many of you are just sitting there saying, shut up, get to it. <laughs> so not only a description of the theme song, but a shot by shot description of the theme song, which is what you're giving right now. And we haven't even played this theme song yet, but I will be waiting for it. It's coming. Because I can't remember it right now. I have no idea. What it's it not is. classic. It's actually really bad. Yeah. It's annoying. Did you want? I watched it on MTV. Did you watch it on MTV? Bob Ross was on MTV? I'm pretty what? sure, yes. No, I only ever saw it on PBS. Of course, now you see it on streams. I think it's on MTV was trying to be uh, just different and eccentric. So oh. when they were kind of starting to shift from just if, music videos, yeah. I could have sworn well, just to be it. kind of it. It's um, become unusual. a cult. It's it, it's developed a cult following. Yeah. Like people, if and this is the best. If you are struggling to fall asleep and just want to watch something that's relaxing, yeah. Oh man, it's perfect. Yeah. If you know anything about ASMR and the this this whole new movement into the sounds that people find no. meditative or relaxing and help you fall asleep. That's one of the things that's kind of really elevated Bob Ross is because his soft voice and the sounds of the 
mm. brush and his knife on really? the canvas. Yeah. I mean, I, that's not why I like Bob Ross. I like Bob Ross because he is just this sweet and gentle soul. Yeah. Uh, who has the ability to picture scenes? Like he's not, he's not painting something he he is currently staring at. He's just using yeah. his mind and bringing something to life. Yeah. Which, I, as somebody who's not artistic like that, it yeah. just, just blows my mind. Well, and he he, he finds joy in it. So it's mm-hmm. it's for him. You could say painting was yeah. a spiritual practice, yeah. right? Yeah, and he's got these classic little bits of wisdom. Oh, and that may be the true joy of painting is when you share it with other people. Well said, Bob. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Let's jump into it. Yeah. So this past Sunday, we started a new sermon series throughout Lent. Less is more. Less is more. Uh, And I remember you bringing it to me back in the fall. And being very excited about it, and I was excited about it too. You were you were excited, but also a little anxious. Yeah, I don't think I would classify myself as excited. But then, as we got a little closer to it, you started to feel more and more anxious about it. Yeah. To last week, where you were, in so many words, saying, "I'm, what have I done?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, because yeah. it's, and we shared this that we have never preached a series on it. Yep. And so will the length of it be too much? Um, well, have we identified yet that it's about sin? We haven't yet. Yeah. No. No. So that's why that's why it's anxiety-producing, is less is more. It's a series on, it's a Lenten series on, on sin. And, uh, you know, sin in the church in many ways are kind of synonymous topics when... Unfortunately, and this is a big unfortunately, when people talk about the church, they're off, there's often an undertone that they're also talking about judgment and condemnation. When talking about when sin. When talking about church, right? The, the church talks about sin, and the way church talks about sin is through judgment and condemnation. Yep. And then, frankly, it's the whole fear-based kind of faith approach that... Um, you know, if you don't confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, you're going to hell because you're a sinner. Yep. Uh, and I just personally recoil from a fear-based approach to faith and one that is that condemnatory. Because uh, as we said in the sermon, one of the things we really want this series to lift up is that, yes, while we sin, and sin separates us from our ability to see and live into God's blessings. Sin does not actually separate us yeah. from God or God's love still. Yep. Yeah. It's not that we sin and all of a sudden God says, well, to heck with you. I'm, I'm done with you, bub. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, some might believe that. I, and I know you sure as heck don't. Yep. It's interesting how we can look at scriptures from two different angles, always, but even more than two different angles. So the story we explored on Sunday, um, uh, Jesus goes into the wilderness, comes out in Mark's gospel, and says, repent. Mm. Um, Believe the good news. The kingdom of God is here. Mm -hmm. And so we can hear that. And I have heard that scripture from the vantage point of a fire and brimstone 
brimstone preacher. Mm-hmm. Repent! Just yeah. anger. The kingdom of God. Judgment, yeah. yes. And how we have explored this in our own um, journey and uh, exploration of the word repent um, and how it it instead is this, um, this turning around. It comes from... We've talked about the Greek word metanoia, metanoia which yeah. means to, 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 to move in a different direction, to change your mind. Yeah, exactly. And so Jesus, um, how we both read it, is not this um, uh, fear and loathing kind of cry from mm-hmm. him, but this invitation to, I am inviting you into a new way of life, which will at the same time which simultaneously does invite you to look within. He's, he's not shying away from that at all. Oh, yeah, no. But at the same time, it's an invitation to... Um, uh, it's how I see it is a joyful invitation of there is new life waiting for you here as opposed to look at how bad you are and you better feel guilty about that yeah. and maybe even shameful. Well, yeah, I think the church has done that. Um, Unfortunately, really well at times. Yeah, and far too many times and in far too many places. So much so that when we hear the word repent, we automatically connote it with judgment. Yes. And condemnation. Yeah. It's automatic. Even, you know, it's still in, it's still bred within me, right? It's It's still... I grew up with that foundational understanding of it, that it's something I still have to remind myself when I get to it in scripture. It's like, you know, yep. it, it's not, it's not, you, you did a great job. It's not repent. It's, it's repent. Yeah. This is, this is opportunity here. Yes. You know, the, the, you, you, there is another way of seeing life yep. and seeing yourself. There's another way um, that the world won't show you. But the kingdom of God reveals. Um, so in the sermon, we talked about uh, how, in many ways, sin and the need to repent is is understanding that sin doesn't separate us from God, but it does get in the way of our ability to perceive God and live into God's intentions, like a horse that wears blinders. Yeah. You know, you can't see what's right next to you. You can only see life a certain way. Yep. You know, it's why on the racetrack, those horses are wearing the blinders so they don't see what's coming up next to them or beside them. Yep. And sin, in many ways, it, it funnels our vision so narrowly that we miss out on all this other stuff that God intends for us mm-hmm. and intends for others. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, yep. Why I'm excited about this sermon series, too, is we're, uh, we're going to explore... Maybe some of the um, expressions of sin that we don't usually talk about, mm. right? So thinking about the sermon and how in in this podcast sometimes we'll be able to look at some things that got left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, you know, and and I had this I, this thought on um, when I was living in Chicago, first time as a youth director, early twenties. And I've thought more about this story that I told you about of sitting in worship to the Lutheran church, getting to the confession of sin, and then that um, silence where you can offer your own confessions. And I remember this one Sunday, 
I had nothing to say. There was nothing to confess. Right. And I thought about it more, and that was really why, at that time, sin and confessing sin was in the very kind of stereotypical definitions of sin. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was, it was drugs and gambling and alcohol, all those kind of lying and cheating yeah, and stealing, all the hot yeah. sins that we kind of talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, which, sure, absolutely, they separate us from God. Um, they separate us, kind of, we could say, psychologically from God. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're going to explore here is um, not really those. Um, but some other avenues um, and ways that I think will help kind of open up um, the field a little bit to what what we mean by this word sin. Yeah. Because um, we talked about this Sunday, and I, I believe this. There's part of part of me. We've talked about this. Of the word has so much baggage, like repent, mm-hmm. that at times I just want to let it go. Yeah. Um, well, you spoke to that really well. But at the same time, if we were to let it go, like, here's the power of it. It does help us name this, you could say at times, this evil in the world, right? Like mm-hmm. there is this, we, we know what it looks like, right? You know, so as an example, like racism, right? We can say... Racism is, is is a sin that that, that gives us a um, a word to describe just what it does, how it dehumanizes um, and oppresses and elevates one over the next. Like we need that's I think the power in it when we, when it has kind of a healthy um, definition to it. It does help us name something that we know to be true yeah. about the world, but about ourselves. It blinds both us and others from God's intentions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We know the two of us, we've talked about this a lot. We know how much we fail. How much we speak for yourself. <laughs> how much we miss the mark, right? Oh my gosh, yes. And and, and that's one of the things we have to own throughout this series. Yeah. Is, you know, this series comes not from a place of judging others. This series comes from a place of only all too well, you know, acknowledging the sin that we ourselves are all too familiar with. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, which is also, I think we tried to talk about, too, the power of confession and why we do it every week is it helps us. There's something extremely needed and freeing at the same time mm-hmm. to name it to name it in ourselves but also to name it in the world which i think we do pretty well you do most of the liturgies for worship and I, i've noticed that too that you are often the prayer confession naming the sin that exists around us the the the, the structural sin that um that is is wrong in the world yeah, the prayers of confession definitely, I think, sit at the at a more communal level. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dip into the individual levels, to be sure. But, I mean, their foundation is at the communal level. I think that's a fair critique. Yeah. And I think maybe this would be a good time for it to get more personal and individual. 
part of the struggle is, though, that we all have our own temptations. We all have our own securities that lead us down our own kind of sinful pursuits. And, you know, I'm, I, my struggle may not be your struggle. Yeah. In fact, I know, I'm sure it's not. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I loved about uh, Sunday was your use of the word opportunity. I thought that was awesome. I think that was your word. Uh, well, I no, I think it was you. What happened was I saw it and then went, oh, I, I added to the sermon, let's sit with that word for a second. Because I think it it was um, exactly what we needed to hear. And such a reframing of it, that confession is an opportunity, is opportunity for us. Yeah, regardless of who came up with it, you're, you're, you're the one who expounded on it. It was you. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um... But but yeah, I remember um, I remember being in youth group. Like I wasn't lead. This wasn't when I was leading a youth group. It was when team? I was in youth group, and my friend Aubrey asked the youth intern, you know, about about the confession, and and he asked what I thought at the time was just an awesome question. He's like. Well, what if you just don't feel like you've been that bad? Like our prayers of confession are hugely, you know, condemnatory and and name all this stuff. Like we how we judge those different from us and how we've we've hoarded our blessings instead of sharing. You know, what if what if we feel like we've been, you know, pretty pretty darn good? Yeah. And and that question has has kind of stuck with me and it's 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 really helped me kind of, you know, along the way, try and answer that for myself. And, and, and the place we get to in our tradition, in the Reformed tradition, is that, um, you know, sin is not simply an individual act, right? It's, it's a perspective that we carry. It is, it is an attitude. Mm. I mean, it is individual acts, but it's also more than that. It's an attitude. It is, um, it, is, it is anything that gets in the way of us seeing, living, sharing God's intentions with the world, God's love and grace. Um, and, yes. and confession as opportunity is even more than naming the specific acts, what the act of confession does you know, individual, more than just naming the individual sins, the actual confession is an opportunity to step back and kind of just say, I need to reassess. Mm-hmm. Because as humans, I mean, we do. We're, you know, we're incapable of being perfect. We are utterly incapable of it. God, you know, God reminds me daily <laughs> of my finiteness. So uh, confession is an opportunity to, to step back and and... And once again, reassess both your relationship with God and your relationship with the world around you. Yeah. I'll add, too, um, it's what's linked to confession is also your understanding of God, which gets us kind of back to the beginning. Oh, that's a great point. You know, because if you can enter into it knowing that there is a God who calls you beloved, 
before and during and after, it can be then an opportunity for you, right? It can be an opportunity well said. where you know... And that needs to be said. Yeah. Yeah, and yet if, if your understanding of God is that of a kind of a, a power-mongering, yeah. you know, kind of condemnatory dictator... Um, why go even near confession? Yeah, why, why dare approach it? Just deny it and yeah. <laughs> move on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well, we are excited to get back to these. Um, and we're going to take this on throughout the season of Lent. Um, so uh, what's our YouTube page's name, handle? What do we call it? Towson Press. Towson Press? That's Towson it? Press. Yeah, I was going to guess that. Facebook, Towson Press, Instagram, Towson Like Press. us on Instagram, we're slowly building that. Very slowly. Very slowly. <laughs> but soon to be fast. Soon to be quickly. <laughs> <laughs> soon to be quickly. The tortoise becomes the hare. <laughs> Until then, everybody, we will see you next week.